0: And he's like, I'm telling you right now, he goes, it's either me or this God. And I'm like, well, I choose God.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Be Told podcast. For this episode, we interview Justina, a woman of God. And what I love about this podcast is every time that we're sitting on this couch talking with somebody, it's not the same person that they used to be. See, Justina, she started out her life with a death in the family that led her family going into a false religion for a time. And as a high school student, she began drinking, drugging, and got pregnant at an early age, got married. And so she's went through divorces, multi, you know, more than one. I'm not spoiling it, but I just want to tell you that it is a good one. Uh, because, again, it shows that even if you go through abuse in a marriage, there is a way out. There is a way. You're not trapped. And Justina is a testimony to that. And so I want to read from Psalm 32:8 because there's also a lesson to be learned here. It says that I, meaning the Lord, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. And I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. See, Justina knows the secret to the kingdom of heaven, which is to seek first the Lord, to seek him number one. And to hear her talk is just amazing. So I hope this episode blesses you. Thank you for listening. And God bless. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. Justina. All right. How's it going? All right.
1: Welcome okay. to the Truth Be Told podcast.
0: Thank you.
1: Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I met you, I don't know, like five January, months ago, yeah, January, six months I ago, something so. like that. And how did we meet?
0: Uh, we met at a united to revive prayer meeting but i didn't know that it was that i thought it was a women's bible study that's right
1: i forget about that
0: um type of like a unity type thing um and we walked in my sister and i and it was the most powerful thing that i've ever been to and i've been to some powerful prayer meetings but this was just different because it was it was just like a homey feeling and and just the the peace and but you could you you could just feel the unity and that that's hard to come by. Yeah. And so I was and and it's what I said like, you know, that was a vision that the Lord had given me several years ago about there's one church. Amen. And the churches need to tear their walls down and come together and it was like, "Oh my gosh, here I am."
1: So, yeah, I, I, I never did ask you, how come you thought it was a, a women's prayer meeting? And I'm glad because you did. Because the week
0: before, Cheryl had done it, because you guys were gone. Oh, uh, yeah. And she had posted, and I know, you know, her, and I know Mandy, and i had been to the church and to a few other their Monday night women's when they used to have, like, I think at the end of the month or something, they'd always have a women's thing. Yeah. And so we went, my sister and I went thinking that was, it, you know, we went, and it was awesome. I mean, she did an awesome job.
1: Oh, were you there that week with Cheryl? Yeah. Oh. So I went
0: that week. So we came back the next week, oh. not knowing that we, that it was oh. something totally different.
1: Nice. You know. Yeah. And well, I'm, I'm uh, glad you stumbled so, in.
0: I know. Uh, we were too. I mean, because Kathy and I have been just over the top with the excitement of being able to be a part. Yeah. Of United to Revive, it's a blessing. Amen. To honor.
1: Yeah. It's a blessing to have you both yeah. with us, you know. um So we're here to talk about. I mean, I met you, Christian. Yeah, Justina, you love the Lord. We serve together. We we love on people together, you know, through Unite to Revive. Mm-hmm. And, um. But you know, here I know this. I know you uh, now. You know, right. as a Christian now, right? Right. But I want to hear more about your life. Okay, like. I've heard a little bit about how, you know, you may have not had like an aha experience Mm -hmm. at one point, but it's been a gradual learning and uncovering Jesus in your own life. So, I'd like to hear more about that. Okay. Um, So, let's start with, where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in Litchfield. Um, I was born and raised in Litchfield, Illinois, Um, the oldest of seven children, four who were, I grew up with, and then three came later after I'd already left home and had a child of my own. Um, so I have three siblings that are younger than my oldest son. Mm. Um, so, um, it was, you know, just your normal blue-collar family. My mother stayed home and, and she cared for us. And my dad worked at the mill not there in town forever. Yeah. <coughs> and, um, Tons of grandparents, big families, my on both sides. Um, just your normal, normal, middle class yeah. childhood. Okay. Um, small town. Um,
1: did you guys go to church?
0: We we did go to church as as kids. I remember um, we went for a lot of years with just our mother, and we just went to Sunday school, and then we would go to like Vacation Bible School. Yeah. Um, But we really didn't have any reading of the word at home or prayer or any other church talk per se through the week. It was just like kind of like the thing that you did on Sundays is go to church. And it was a denomination and it was just, I mean, you know, I knew about there was a Jesus and a God and. that i needed to be good mm. basically
1: what denomination was it it Do was you presbyterian, presbyterian church. church okay and right. then
0: so finally my mom made my dad start going and so then we did that you know for a few years and then when i was 12 my grandmother um, died i was very close to my grandma's i was the oldest um and i don't know i just i was the oldest grandchild on both sides oldest granddaughter there were boys but i was a girl so the grandmas just you know i would always be with my grandmas and i had great grandmas and so um my grandma shaw which was my dad's mom died when i was 12 Mm. unexpectedly and um it just you know it was it was very sad for me she was we were very close But um, my grandpa remarried right away, like a year later. um, And it was to a woman who was in this truth religion that my dad had actually grown up in. And my grandparents were in that, but we weren't. And it was never like, you need to do this or else, you know.
1: Truth religion?
0: It's called the truth, but it's like two by twos and the way or whatever but they meet in homes they don't believe in church buildings they don't believe in preachers being paid and it's very Hmm. religious type thing okay um you have to wear skirts and you can't cut your hair and so our tv got thrown out the christmas got thrown out and then my grand my grandpa moved away and then we had to move into their house and so my whole life was just like turned upside down when I was like 13, probably by the time, um, you know, eighth, ninth grade, whenever all that transitioned. So, um, it it wasn't a good thing for me. We Mm -hmm. had grown up in that house our whole life on the North end of town. And now we're moving to the South end of town. (laughs) And it just wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't happy. And I was very upset that my grandpa remarried this woman and they, they wanted me to call her grandma and that we, and she had us, and we had to throw all this stuff away, you know, and so I rebelled wow. against that, you know, and I was old enough because by that time I'm going into fr- freshman year, so I rebelled. I was very angry mm-hmm. and I never did call her grandma and, but I would, I mean, you will call her grandma. Um, i like, no, I won't. Anyway, is that what
1: rebellion was? That what you mean by rebellion?
0: I was rebellion against that, but just on the whole church thing, period. Because you had to go to meetings that were in other people's homes and they were an hour long and people talked. There was no like preacher unless you went to a special meeting and then there was a couple people. They went like two women, two men, two whatever. Hmm. Um, so.
1: So that turned you off from church. It turned me
0: off because for one, we had no understanding of why it was just, we were just told this is what we're doing, Yeah. you know, so I didn't have any understanding. So I'm still just believing that God is this big God in heaven who has a stick that wants to beat me Mm. if I'm bad and send me to hell. Basically, I knew Jesus was a baby. He was born. We celebrated him at Christmas. I know at Easter, we celebrate that he died on the cross for us but I never knew why, Yeah. And I never knew, I never even heard of Holy Spirit, you know? Hmm. And um, so anyways, so.
1: So what was high school like for you then? High I mean, did school, you? I mean,
0: I was the very outgoing social, I had lots of friends, I and I and and that's another thing. So I always grew up, even though I had all of these people around me, tons of cousins, aunts and uncles, my grandparents, I know loved me very much. I felt very unloved. Mm -hmm. I felt like everyone would be better off without me. I felt that, um, you know, I just was never good enough. I could never be good enough. My grades were never good enough. I was just lazy, you know, Um, and most of that came from my mother. as far as those types of words. Yeah. Um, my dad, he, you know, he played with us and he, he treated me like a son. I mean, he played ball, you know, I was good at softball and, mm-hmm. and he, you know, we practiced all the time and different things. And so I was very outgoing, very athletic. I had, um, I had to have friends. I had to have a boyfriend. I had to have all this stuff, you know, because I had to feel that somebody loved me. Yes. You know, regardless of what that costed me, you mm. know, I didn't, I just knew that I needed um, people to accept me and to like me. So I was funny. I was a flirt. I was, I mean, I got class flirt. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend got class clown because this was who we were, you know, mm. and um, I was grounded all the time. You know, I started getting high, um, smoking, drinking. And I didn't really like it, but I did it because I thought I had to.
1: Well, it helps you with your social, social yeah, life. Yeah, and-,
0: and you know, so I would do whatever. Um, praise the Lord that, you know, I never got into the hard stuff or anything other than that. And then, um, so, but I was grounded a lot because, you know, I only got four hours a week to go somewhere and I lived it up in those four yeah. hours. And then I'd be late getting home but anyway so i couldn't wait to get out of the house couldn't wait to get married and get out of the house you know and i and i didn't know what i wanted to be i wanted to be everything from a police officer to i wanted to go to the military i wanted to um move to new york and never have kids i mean i just couldn't wait to get out just anything to
1: get out of the house anything
0: to get out of the house so and i had a boyfriend you know my last couple years of high school um you know when of course we were in love and all of that stuff and it was great and we partied and and everything but so two weeks out of high school after I graduated I found out I was pregnant and um, so my parents were like well you don't have to get married you know you can stay with us and we'll help you and the reason for that was because my parents had to get married in high school my grandma thought my mom was pregnant and made them get married a week later and she Mm. wasn't pregnant. Oh my. So
1: while she was in high school,
0: while she was in high school. So my mom, her whole senior year was married. And in September, the following, she graduated in 65 in September, 65, I was born. Um, so she, like I said, she didn't want to get married. She definitely didn't want to have a baby. And now she's married and she's, just barely 18 years old so anyway so she was like you don't have to get married we you know you don't whatever we'll do whatever well of course my boyfriend wanted to get married and do what was right and all that stuff so my mom had a wedding and um we got married and everything and um which then that turned into a nightmare um, so
1: you were what, like 19?
0: I was right out of, I was young for my class, so I was only 18. You're 18. Um, I had just turned 18, okay. so, and then I had Blake in February, so I was freshly okay. 18 in, in September. Um, so uh, we were married, and then just, he started. Party and way because so i thought okay i'm married it's time to settle down we're parents now yeah, we geez. we have to do this yeah. you know and i mean i i just pictured because his parents had been married forever and they had this little life you know and then my parents had been married and they had you know it's just what you do you you yeah. you you be a family now you know you get the house and the dog and the cat and the fence and, and oh, this yeah. is what you do yeah well he had other ideas and so of course It didn't work, it didn't work, it didn't work, you know. So we ended up, it got really ugly, and we got divorced. And then um, we ended up back together, got pregnant again, had another child.
1: With him? Yes. So you guys got divorced, you separated. got back together. Got back together, had another child. Had another child. Okay.
0: And then, so all of this time, I am not serving the Lord at all. But I know there's a God.
1: So you believe in God? I
0: believe that there's a God.
1: Did you ever feel it? But
0: I felt like I was nothing but a huge disappointment to him okay my whole I mean I just felt I'm going to hell he there's no possible way that I'm ever going to make I could never be good enough to get to heaven you know and um so I got divorced so finally we broke up yeah and then um uh you know, I worked, I had, I was always a worker. I mean, I worked all the time and I had two boys. And so I moved in with a friend, um, and her husband and, um, I got remarried. But before that, I knew that I knew that I wasn't living right, but I didn't know how to live right. I didn't know because my parents were in this, religion, and I knew that I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I I just didn't feel it, I didn't want it. So I thought, what, you know. And of course they would say everything else is wrong. If you do anything other than come to our truth, church, then you're going to hell. So I'm like thinking, this is it. And I remember looking up to the sky and I can remember where I was standing on the street corner of Litchfield a couple blocks from my house. And I remember just standing there and looking up to the sky and saying, Lord, God, I know I'm not living my life right, but I promise you someday I'm going to serve you with my whole heart Mm. and I'll give you my whole life, but I know I'm not doing it right right now. Because I just didn't know how and I knew there's no way. How can I live? I don't even know how to live for God. But anyway... So praise the Lord for His grace and mercy.
1: So remember this is one night that you just... Just
0: one, it was a day, I mean, I remember there being white clouds in the sky and I just looked up and I'm like, God, I know that I'm sinning. I know I'm doing it all wrong, but I promise one day, if you just forgive me, I'll serve you with my whole heart and my life. But anyway, so then I got remarried again to this knight in shining armor. Blah 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 blah. Got married, and um, he moved me to Staunton, where he was from. Had me pregnant right away. Wanted me to quit my job because he was going to take care of me, and just this fairy tale, fairy tale, and um, did all that. And he was so good to my boys because the were father you? didn't really want to help in any way. He hated me for leaving him, um, even though whatever. But um, I was probably 23-ish
1: oh. or
0: four-ish. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, had me pregnant right away. He wanted to have it, because he was older than me. He was six years older than me, so he wanted to have a baby. So I had, we had a baby. We got married, got pregnant right away, had a baby. And um, just life was just awful. It was good for about six months, and then he started with the abuse in isolation. And I didn't even know what this was because I've never even heard my parents argue. I didn't know about domestic violence. I didn't know that people were mean to people they loved like that. Didn't know that. And this whole time in my whole life, I still felt like people didn't love me and I wasn't worthy of love. And that you know, I just wasn't ever good enough. I Mm -hmm. mean, I would have thoughts and dreams of just driving my car into a brick wall and Mm. just killing myself. Um, because I just never felt good enough, um, and then of course I felt like a disappointment when I got divorced. Because you know God hates divorce and He doesn't forgive that, and you can never get remarried, and and all of this and that. So here I am, remarried, and my parents even told me they can't condone that, and they would not come to the wedding, even though it was just a little tiny yeah. wedding. We just got married, but.
1: But um, so, it, can you tell me? You said because I've had, I've had a couple of people on here that have talked about abuse and, and different things mm-hmm. and abuse can look different mm-hmm. what did it look like for you when you were with this knight in shining armor now turned yeah. abuser it just
0: it was a, it was so i couldn't understand it i didn't understand it so then of course and that's the the lang you know the the mental abuse the the emotional verbal all of it you know um like, the manipulation yeah. you know like and then making me think that it's my fault because of whatever and i promise you i never once instigated it and i never once hit back i never once called him a name mm-hmm. nothing i mean i walked on eggshells to try to please him and if you know if he said get me a cup of coffee and i bring it to him and he'd be like you stupid blah blah why did you give me that cup I mean that's just an example that's the way he would talk to you that, yes and um I mean he would he was just physical mentally sexually all of it every form financial Dang. every form of abuse he I dealt with it guns he'd hold guns to me Um, I remember when I was pregnant and he wanted a baby so bad, you know, and while while I was pregnant, because the boys would go to their dads every other weekend and that weekend was always hell for me. I mean, hell. And I remember we had this round mirror and the bedroom was about this big and he had me against the the door and he had the gun to my head and I'm watching this in the mirror. Gun to my head, gun to our belly. He would punch me in my stomach with our child inside Mm. of it. Anyway. Did he drink? No. There was no drugs or alcohol. This is just pure evil. I mean, he would drink once in a while on the weekends. He was usually a happy drunk if we were with friends or something, and that wasn't ever really, that wasn't ever a reason or a cause. Mm. but he was just very, um, manipulating. And then of course, everything was my fault, Yeah, you know, and then it was always about money. Where's all of our money, you know, where is this and where is that? Well, he knew where our money was. I didn't, I mean, it's right here, whatever, but, and and it was just always, he, he, you know, sounds
1: like he had a warped view of marriage. He had a work treat view a period,
0: yes. And of course he always used the excuse that his dad and mom treated him bad and his dad wasn't a good dad and blah blah blah. He always had an excuse. Yeah. But there is no excuse. But
1: well, how'd you get it? How'd you get
0: So it? how I got out? So yeah. I started going to churches around town. Um while you're still with him? While I'm still married, okay. I started going to churches. He had zero problem with that. I think he kind of even liked it for some reason in a weird way. Did he go? No. No. Um, But we would go around to all the different churches and and I just was because I was searching, you know, searching and searching for some peace and some help because there was, I moved out three times. I mean, completely moved out and he would find me and break in and still do what he wanted to do. Um, I left four times like for a weekend or something and then I would come back because this sounds weird to people who don't understand, but you feel safer knowing where they're at and what they're doing than him surprising you like oh, yeah. breaking into your house, um, yeah. So or he's ran me off the road. He's um, file chasing me and ran me off the road. He has, it's just crazy stuff. But anyway, mm. so
1: real quick, I, I do got to ask this question. So, uh, did you know that this was wrong the whole time, like, because. I've heard that sometimes we will make excuses for them.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, well, because
1: we love them and we yes. don't want them to leave us. And they're yes. still, even though there's this abuse, for some reason it's like the fear of leaving is worse than mm-hmm. staying.
0: Well, one, I had already my parents in my ear. They didn't know. I kept this hidden from everybody. Yeah. I would hide. While I'm taking a beating, I would be thinking of the excuses to tell people where i got the bruise but he was good at keeping it where i couldn't necessarily be seen um but there were days i couldn't move the next day and so i'd have to call off work but um uh but i had my parents telling me that divorce is wrong and um you made your bed you lie in it all those things you know um So I thought, how can I ever get divorced again? They already, you know, I'm already going to, (laughs) you know, they're already disappointed in me for being divorced once. How in the world can I be divorced twice? You know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I just kept all this and dealt with it. But anyway, so I started going to churches and I just, I'm like, okay, these people are not serving the Lord. I don't know that much, but I don't feel it here and going around. I went to a my son went to a funeral he was 16 and he was driving and he went to a funeral of a friend at a pentecostal church in troy for the funeral and he came home and he's like mom something happened i felt something when the pastor was talking and i'm going to church they're having youth revival this week i'm like okay cool you know, he was driving himself, so he was going, and he comes, and he's like, Mom, I'm getting baptized. Will you come watch me He'd be baptized on Sunday? Absolutely. And my daughter and I walk in, and I just felt something mm. different, which now I know was Jesus. Um, and, and and I felt that this is this is what I've been looking for. Uh, yes. You know, and I felt that. Um, so anyway... Really long story short, because I know, my like I said, my testimony can go on forever. Um, but, so a few months went by. I was listening to Christian music. You know, I mean, I was scared to death. Every, I mean, he would threaten me to cut me. We lived on a lake. He threatened to cut me up and throw me in the lake. Goodness gracious. And the fish would eat me. He threatened to take my children. I'd oh. never see them again. And I believed him. I believed everything he said. Um, so I would just, you know, but yeah, you, you start to believe, they make you believe that it's you and you're crazy. I mean, he would call my parents and say, your daughter's crazy. She's this and that and whatever. And then when it was back before cell phones, of course, very so manipulative. my friends would call that I had from in Litchfield and he'd be like, she doesn't want to talk to you anymore and hang up on them. I lost lots of friends. Didn't even know I'd they just, probably called. Didn't call. even know. But anyway, so, um. One time, I, I, so I was just getting closer and closer to the Lord, and He didn't like it. He didn't like me going to that church. And so I started playing Christian music. He didn't like that. Turn that crap off, you know. And I'd turn it back on. And, and but in the, and I was getting bolder with, you know, talking to Him because before I would just do whatever He said. And um. And then finally one day He came in, and I remember we had a when He come in the back door, we had a bar along here. We had a, you know the open area, and we had a big bar and I was on the side in the kitchen and he's like I'm telling you right now he goes it's either me or this God which i had been trying to leave him for how long and now he's telling me (laughs) and I'm like well I choose God I mean think about it he never once laid a hand on me again he started sleeping in the other bedroom he went and got a divorce he did ever he got a different checking? I mean, just was doing all this stuff, and then I just moved out. And it was hard. Was, it was hard. It was scary, and it was hard. But I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid of him hurting me anymore.
1: I'm surprised God. that it it just went like that.
0: Well, that it's only God. Yeah. I mean, I feel that God strapped his hand. God did that because he. Would never, I mean, like I said, I tried to leave so many times, so many times. We, I had three different orders of protections against him, and guns were involved, and um, he went to jail, and he would get out because that's just how manipulative he is, and money will pay people off. Yeah. Um, and but anyway, so I left with mm. my kids in our beds. And that was about it. Yeah. And I you don't mind
1: sharing how old you were about that this time
0: oh gosh let's see my daughter was 11. it was in 2000 2001. so i'm 57 so to do the math because i'm not a mathematician so we moved to town i started working in st louis but anyway so um so i know that i know that god delivered me from that and i was baptized I had gotten baptized in April. We got divorced in March, I think. I got div- baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit around April.
1: Where was um, that church at yeah, that you in Troy, go- so Illinois. You, you kept going the to that United church.
0: Pentecostal church and I mean I was started wearing the skirt and the long hair and everything. I was full-blown Pentecostal. And Jesus was just blessing me, you know. I mean, I got a good job right away because I just worked there in town part time, yeah. And He blessed me with a full-time job, and He just provided for me and my children, you know. And then, um, but then, you know, life happened, and I, um, I again, I know that I, I know that it was the Lord, and I was filled with the Spirit. And, but I didn't really know, there was no discipleship, put it that way, that, that at least I didn't get it. Like I needed that um, discipleship. Yeah. And, but it was again, kind of like, you know, cross your T's and check these boxes, you know. So here I was alone, again, feeling like a failure. Um, and, and then my daughter got pregnant at 14 years old. Okay, so that was a whole other thing. <laughs> so here we are doing that. Um, but anyway, you know, she has the baby, and, 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 um, and that was really, really hard, Yeah. really, really hard. She had a lot of psychological problems at the time with that, you know, and I had to have her admitted twice, mm. and it was awful. And, and you're
2: single at
1: this time, just at raising this the time kids, all and and greenchild, you know, kid.
0: yeah, and so, and I literally wanted to die. I went and I was crying on my bedroom floor, I'm like, just Lord, I can't do it. I cannot keep doing this i'm I'm so broken, I'm so hurt, and' so alone. Mm. And I was bent down on the floor like this, I literally wanted to die, and was trying to figure out how in the world I could die, and he picked me up by the back of my shirt in this vision and he picked me up and he stood me on my feet like on solid ground and that vision carried me for a really long time through trials and and things but wow eventually life you know went on and things were whatever I had to move a couple different times and and we had a baby and and my child's still a baby you know and, and a child and and we're working and and so I just fell away from church.
1: And can I just say real quick too, because we were kind of talking about this earlier again, how in your experience, it wasn't like you fell on your knees. You mm-hmm. said, Lord, i will give you my life right now. Mm-hmm. I surrender everything yeah. right now. And then all of a sudden, all things just, all these, it's basically your life just could dramatically change. Yeah. For you, it was more like a process. Yes. And But, but still, I, I'm going back to that, that day where uh, you said, "Lord, I'll yeah. give you my life." You okay. reveal yourself to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: So. Um, so then, years later—not years later, a few years later—I um, was working. Um, things were settling down a little bit, but I wasn't. I wasn't serving the Lord. I mean, I still was praying and and stuff but i just wasn't you know going to church i wasn't living for the lord i just couldn't do it i didn't have it in me Mm -hmm. you know i was just so much you know and um and i met chris my husband and um he wasn't in church either he'd never really gone to church he knew of church he'd gone a couple times as a kid But um, anyway, so we started dating and everything, and we got married, I think, 18 months later. And a few months after we got married, we got in a big car crash. I had a head injury. He was injured. And I got into this big depression, started going to counseling. And anyway, so I thought I got, I said, I know what I need. I need God. So I went back to church. I went back to God. So I'm going to jump way ahead, okay? Okay, Because there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there where God showed up.
1: When you needed Him.
0: You know, when I needed Him. And so I started going back to church, I mean, gung-ho, you know, gung-ho, back to the Pentecostal church in Wood River this time, because it was where we were living in East Alton. And um, I started going to church there. I loved it. I learned so much. I mean, I was at the altar on my face every day, every time we were at the church Bible what's that studies? mean?
1: What's that mean to be at the altar on your face? Just
0: before the Lord and just pouring out your soul and your, your just your heart yes. and just letting him just hold you. Mm. But um, but I would go home and I'd study and I'd read and, and all of this and, and things just started like I was so like confused still because in my spirit, in my heart, and plus, I started working with domestic violence victims. Mm-hmm. I got a job doing that. I got certified by the state of Illinois to be a domestic violence counselor. Um, I worked with women and all of this. So when, during this time, I'm healing, and that was God because I didn't apply for that job. Did not apply for that job. I was working in a nursing home, <laughs> had been there for years, and um, I had to. The Lord kept telling me to quit, and I wouldn't do it. Well, He made me by putting me in the hospital three times but anyway so um, I was off for nine months and they called me and offered me and I'm like that's really weird. That's strange. yeah. So but through that I was able to heal because I'm reading this and studying all this and thinking that it wasn't me it's not me I'm not crazy he was the one that's got the problem but anyway what I want to get to before we you know have to wrap this up is so I've been married to my husband now since 2000. I always get it mixed up because I think we got married on the 8th, and, but it was 2007. Sometimes I get it backwards. We got married in 2007. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so however long that's been, um, it's been a journey, a healing journey. and My husband was so patient with me.
1: He's a good, good man.
0: He's a good man, and he is a blessing from God because mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else who could put up with me in my healing. It was ugly,
2: <clears throat>
0: very ugly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah. so a few years ago, well, let's see, nine years ago when I was diagnosed, I had lots of medical problems, which is due to being living in fear when you live in on eggshells for so many years i learned this through my training as well trauma training when you live in trauma and you shake on your insides for so long when you get to a peaceful place your body relaxes and then it's fighting itself and so that's where a lot of the um autoimmune stuff and the like the rheumatoid arthritis and all the physical the heart stuff and blood pressure, and and even infertility can happen, just all these things can happen to your body. But anyway, um, so it's been a journey. So we went to church for like eight years, and it was awesome, but I just felt like there was more, there was more, there was more, so we we left there, and, and we started trying some other little churches, and I was looking for, the Lord had given me that vision before I left the Pentecostal church of him walking through and tearing down the signs.
1: Why don't you go ahead and share that? I I think it's a great... Yeah, the Lord (laughs) gave me a
0: vision one time that, um, because I'm like, Lord, because I was working with these women and I was bringing them to church and I was, but they weren't being accepted. And Mm. I'm like, this is not what your word says. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it just, everything wasn't lining up. And so, um, and the whole dress thing and the hair thing. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing it, Lord, I'm doing it, but I don't, I don't understand it. You know, so I started searching it and, you know, studying it and figuring out what it really meant. But anyway, um, so, uh, I mean, I had cancer in there and that was just miracles after miracles. I had, um, again, there was like four or five different churches in there. I got cancer, and then after that, I met a couple ladies. Brenda, Vic is one of them, Mm -hmm. who, by crazy situation, she started telling me who I was in Jesus. That's not true. That's a lie. This is who you are. You are this. You are that. But anyway, they opened up the the, the learning for that and, and showing me in scripture who I am because that's one thing I couldn't I was still living in bondage because even though I was in church I was faithful in everything and um, but I was in bondage.
1: Well give us an idea okay because um, you're talking about identity so before mm-hmm. you might have said what but Brenda tells you from the Bible something else Well I so felt some that examples. I
0: was like I would leave church thinking I'm going to hell.
1: Okay, you're going to hell
0: because I'm just not good. In, you know, I, I just can't do it. I'm not, not good, good enough. I, I got evil in my heart. I think a certain way. I'm because this is, you yeah, know, you be real. And, and I love every church I've ever gone to. I, I don't want to talk bad about any church, but it, sometimes you're. And again, it's it's how we perceive it, and just you know, the enemy or, or whatever. But I would believe that. Um, because I was questioning what they were saying I was the problem <laughs> I was being rebellious because that's preached mm-hmm. if you don't believe everything that your pastor says yeah and and, and do as he says then you're rebellious so, yeah. so I had I thought I have a rebellious I'm just a rebellion I'm, it's it's me I'm the problem mmm you know, cause I would say, why don't we do this? Or can we do, no, we, we're not, we don't do that here. Or we don't do that here. When, when it's about getting souls, yeah, you know. yeah.
1: So you felt a lot of condemnation. I
0: felt condemnation. I felt all the stuff, guilt, shame, you know, all of it. You know, I still was trying to please my parents. And you're a Christian. And I'm a Christian yeah. going to church faithfully, mm-hmm. doing it all. And so then, um,
1: but what would Brenda say you were? I just like the, I Brenda's like to get this like, out there. Brenda's like,
0: she's like, no, you are healed, you are delivered, you are sanctified, you are um, anointed, you are appointed, you are this and that. And if I would say anything like, oh, you know, um, it just kills me to say, Don't, no, it doesn't kill you, you know. She just great. correct my speaking all the time.
1: And why? Why would she do that? Why did she do that? Now that now you know why, but why?
0: Yeah, because that is you speak it you believe it you know it's Mm -hmm. just this whole thing so you speak
1: blessings over your life or curses? blessings
0: or curses yeah absolutely and I mean we would have bible studies and bible studies I couldn't get enough of bible studies you know women's bible studies all the time at our house or even couples you know all the time and then COVID happened but anyway um so after um I started working in Litchfield how much time we have
1: Okay, we're good. We're good. Keep going. Keep going. Good? Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: all right. I just want to get to this. Okay.
1: No. Yeah, we're um, good.
0: Back to when the Lord told me when I looked up to Him several years ago, He reminded me of that.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, and, and I feel that that's, you know, He didn't have to give me that grace. Hmm. He didn't have to let me live through everything that should have killed me. But he did. And I think that that was just a moment. I mean, he knew what I was going to do. He knew all the stuff. Yeah. But he never left me. Mm. And he waited for me. And only God can do that. But one more thing I want to talk about was while I was in the hospital um the Lord just kept speaking to me and speaking to me because I was in there for a long time and um showed me things and, and, and just did miracles and um but I also promised him that that I wasn't I wasn't going be quiet anymore you know I wasn't going to be quiet anymore mm. and um uh lots of things had happened we'd lost. Kathy's son in 2011 um and that was just I mean through that and through then my cancer t- shortly after that just he just was just I mean things were just like this but he was just molding me and making me and um you, you clung to him during I clung times. to him and I had boldness and I spoke truth and I didn't care and I because I li- I worked for in a, a nonprofit that was government funded, I couldn't speak about Jesus, and then they wanted me to start doing all this stuff, and I just ethically could not and morally could not work there anymore, so I quit, and um, I started working for a nonprofit in Litchfield that was not funded by the government, and mm-hmm. I could speak Jesus all. It was faith based. Yeah. So anyway, but it was in Litchfield, which was where I was from, and once a month I would have to drive to Hillsboro, and. When I was a little girl, I had a recurring dream all the time of my grandma that lived out in the country, out on the edge of town, and I would be on a swing, which was they had some woods along like the edge, the back of their property, and I would be swinging and there would be a a man in a black cloak back there with a knife. I had this dream all the time when I was a child. And uh, so then again, I always just felt scared my whole life, you know, too. so anyway, so I was driving to Hillsboro, and, and of course, I, I was counseling people that have, I mean, the sexual abuse and the, the child molestation, it was just something I was hearing every day of my life, working, abuse and all of that, And, and um, but the Lord, when I was going by there, that came to my mind, and it was the enemy, something happened to you there, something happened to you back in those woods, that's why. That was me, you know, the enemy. Mm. And um, and I was really starting; it was really starting to bother me. Like I was like, "Did someone molest me? Who was?" It? And I mean, I'm like, "Did an uncle?" Or I mean, it was like putting these ideas and thoughts in my head. And every once a month, and then it started getting more. Like all the time, I was thinking it. Like something happened to me. Wow. Something happened to me, in, in that, so I started praying about it. I'm like, Lord. Reveal to me whatever it is, however it is. Reveal to me the truth. I don't want to think this. I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. I mean, how you know? I mean, it's just driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was praying about and praying about it, and he gave me a dream of an eagle, and um, was just swooping around. And it swooped down and it picked up this little girl, and um, and flew off. And I'm like, oh my gosh! And then I woke up and I'm like. Was that Sophie? Because my little niece at the time, you know, Sophie, because I could just see the back, and then I'm like, Lord, what, what was that? You know, blah 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 blah. Well, then I had it again, the next night, and the eagle picked, swooped down and picked up the little girl and clicked, like kind of like a, you know, he clicked inside of her, and and or the, the little girl clicked inside the wings of the eagle wow. and just soared and soared and soared up high, you know. And I woke up and I'm praying to the Lord about it, you know, and I'm writing it down. I have it wrote down because I write down my dreams. Yeah. But and um, just waking up, Lord, take me back to the recurring dream. Or after waking up and thinking about it, the Lord took me back to the reoccurring dream. And I'm sitting at my desk in my um, prayer room. Um, take me back. He took me back to the reoccurring dream as a little girl being on the swing with someone behind me with a knife and I wrote the devil and I underlined it and he said, I've always been with you. And I just wrote, praise God. Um, and then it goes on to about an hour with Chris or something or another, but he brought to my, the, the scripture that carried me through was through my cancer ordeal was Isaiah 41 10. And so right at that time, I just started sketching the little girl on the tree. (laughs) I you can see that. But I'm not an artist by any means. (laughs) But I just started sketching that little girl on the tree. And I wrote the scripture, Fear not my child, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. Love God. (laughs) And, um, And that completely went away. I never had that thought again, ever.
1: Can you read that one more time? Just read it nice and slow, you know, because some people that are listening to this probably have not heard scripture in a long time. And this this is beautiful. Yeah,
0: Fear not, my child, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. And, of course, I just added love God part. Yeah. But um, that is just, I just sketched that out, and he gave me all of this with that dream, and he took away that lie, which is all that it was. But it was something, and what I have come to realize is that the enemy wants to seek, him and destroy us. And he does that by putting these little ideas in our head because I was so, I, it's all I heard all day long. Yeah. You know, so he started putting those little ideas in my head. And since I was driving past my grandma's house and thinking back of good memories, he brought that to my mm-hmm. mind. But, um, but I just believe through everything that I've been through in my life, and again, I mean, I could write a book, um, but I don't want to, <laughs> um, <laughs> about... The things and my feelings and, and and the feelings of nobody loving you is a lie the feelings that you're not you know you're not enough is a lie because when Jesus we are he makes us enough um, he is my strength and my sword he a source he he is everything and I would not be here today. I know that I would not be here today if i if it wasn't for him. I believe with my whole heart that that he knew me in my mother's womb, just like the scripture tells us. And he held me in his hand and he was so patient and kind and loving to me because I don't deserve it. I didn't deserve it and I still don't deserve it. But his love is real. Whoever's listening to this, his love Mm -hmm. is real. And he is for you, and he is not against you. And just believe his word. Believe who you are in him. Believe Ephesians. It's pretty self-explanatory there. But he loves you, and he is for you. Yes. Regardless as to what happens. But um,
2: Amen.
1: Amen. I
0: just know that I know that when I look back over my life as a child... You know, and I thank God for my testimonies because I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have the compassion that I have. I wouldn't have the empathy that I have mm. for, for other people. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I care about people who are being hurt or people who are less than or people that feel like they're not good enough because there's a whole bunch of people that feel that way. Yeah. And that is nothing but a lie. that is a lie from the pits of hell that that people don't care about you because for one we care about you that's right (laughs) and we love you and that was always so weird you know I always thought it was weird when I first did start going to church people like oh I'm so in love with Jesus oh he's just the lover of my soul and I'll be like that's a little over the top
2: <laughs> you know, Because I didn't understand yeah, it But yeah. now
0: I do He is the lover of my soul Amen. I wake up with him I go to bed with him He's with me always He never leaves me and, and trust me it says that in the Bible more than once You know, He never leaves us He holds us He cares for us He's our strong tower He's our source He's everything He's the great I am Which means the am part is whatever you need Mm-hmm.
1: He is. We were you talking
0: know, last night. What I don't know what door to go through. You know, I know there's doors. He's the door. Yeah. He's the door.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's funny. You mentioned the. Uh, he's the great I am, right? Mm-hmm. We were watching the Avengers the other day, and there's like this scene with Thanos. It's so funny how like Hollywood movies will steal from oh, the gospel. will yeah. steal from the scriptures. And he's like, I'm this and I'm that. And he goes... I am uh, I'm thinking you're not you're, not. you're nothing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. cuz we know like God said his name when he met with Moses he says, I yeah. am that I, I am. am or I am who I am depending mm-hmm. on the translation but he is I am right Jesus said before Abraham was I am yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah yeah he's the eternal ever-present being that's yes that's the deepest most the most deepest reality that we could ever right. comprehend and, and I, I got to ask again, okay, because just because you never had like, you know, just because you didn't struggle with addiction or struggle with massive, massive depression and suicidal thoughts, you know, for over a course of time that you were just instantly delivered from. Okay. Right. Even though you didn't have maybe those experiences, what is it like for you to walk with Jesus now? You know, like, what's it like? Like, do you, do you sense his presence and what is that oh, absolutely.
0: like? absolutely. I have zero fear of... I mean I just walk in I love it. I, I, I don't. I don't fear um, the craziness of this world. I don't fear um, my f- people you know that might say something bad. you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm just not, and that's okay. Um, you know I mean, I'm a little excessive for some people. I'm a little much, you know, but yeah, I don't care.
1: So there's no fear there. (laughs) There's
0: no fear there. I'm not trying to please anyone except the father, you know? Um, And I don't even have to try to please him. I just want to. Yeah. I want to please my father, Um, you know? And those that don't have a father or maybe their mother was their abuser or their father, you know, that he is your mother. He's your father. He is your husband. He's your whatever you need him to be. Um, but my life now is I walk in freedom. amen. I walk in the liberty that I know that I know that I am his. He is in me. Mm-hmm. I am in him, we are one, yes, and I'm gonna be with him forever. When I leave this world, like whenever I was diagnosed, I'm like, I'm healed, regardless, here, there, wherever, I'm healed. Mm-hmm you know, um, that's just the way that it is. I know where I'm going and I can't wait to get there truthfully. And, um,
1: when you worship him, that's also an experience, right? Mm-hmm. We were made to worship. Our, yes. Well, praise we, we worship with our day, with our daily life. Yes. But I guess what I should have said is when you praise him with your lips, when you mm-hmm. lift up your heart, lift up your arms, even mm-hmm. to him, what's that like? Because a lot it's, of people see pe- it's Christians. It's intimate. I yeah. mean, it,
0: it's like sometimes, I mean, I could tell my husband all the time, I just want to stay in the presence of the Lord. I don't want to come out of it. I don't want to go back into the world. You know, it's always sad. But, and then I also learned, and I'll probably get it wrong, but I learned that the word worship actually means pro, or it's, Pronounce something in the Hebrew, Greek, or whatever, but it means to bow down and to kiss the Lord. To kiss mm-hmm. the face of the Lord. Pro something. Do you remember how that was said? Pro um, kiss, kiss. Or
1: I need to have my. I need to have my. Yeah. iPad down here because there's a couple of verses I wanted to say earlier. Like, yeah, I don't know it's where it's like, at. Um, but anyway, it was
0: really cool to to. It's to bow down and and to kiss well, yeah. the first the first part was pro and that's to bow and i forget what the second part was but it was to kiss his face and that's what we are doing people you know they think for one what i've the lord's really showed me he just keeps showing me things over and over and over and over for i mean just yeah he will get done with when we move on to the next because you're never going to get it all so don't think that, that that's going to happen because you're not um he'll keep teaching you and, and that's being a disciple is willing to learn that's right um but anyway um To seek him, to seek his face only, and to make worship about him. It's not to make us feel good. I mean, it does make you feel good, but that can't be our mindset. Our mindset has to be that it's to worship
1: him. That's right.
0: To worship him and not, you know, the worship team or, oh, I don't, you know, I wish they'd do this. It ain't about the music, you know. It's not about who plays the best whatever instrument guitar sings the best it's about you and him and when we come into worship and to praise that's what it should be yeah. each one to praise the lord you know the music's just extra um and to be able to praise and worship with your 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 brothers and sisters is is, is great too but you can do it at home you can do it on the floor you can do it wherever in your car but it's, it's coming face to face with him. And, and my new thing that he's been working on me with in the last probably year now is to seek him. Mm-hmm. And only him. You can't, you know, run after everybody Oh, Help me go to him. I mean, yes, it's good to get, you know, to talk and counsel with each other and encourage each other. But we've got to put him first he, well, he's the answer this
1: reminds me of your vision that we I don't know did you actually finish the, the I was like sitting here like did you actually finished the vision that you had about knocking the church signs down well, he
0: just went through he was huge like yeah. huge 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 and he went through and he was just knocking over every sign outside of churches that says you know Baptist Presbyterian uh, all these different denominations yeah. you know um, why would he
1: knock those down
0: because there's one church, yes. and that's what he told me. He's yes. like, there's one church, and it's my church. And there's one, it's one shepherd. Shepherd, yes. yes. It's, and the the church is Jesus Himself, is God Almighty. Um, it's His church, and we have to get that in our mindset. That um, <laughs> it was funny. We, I was at a barbecue on the Fourth of July, and and where I, one of the churches I used to go to, somebody was there, and they're like, Hey, so and so's coming to. A, um, for revival, you know, whatever day it was. And, and she goes, I didn't know if maybe you'd want to come. I'm like, I'll go anywhere for a revival. She goes, yeah, I've heard that about you <laughs> because I will. And we should, yeah. why not? You know? Yeah. Um, but I know that there's churches and pastors that frown upon that. This is your home. This is your church. Okay. Yeah. No, it's your church. Mm-hmm. I go to his church, Amen. but, um, but see, that's how, you know, people don't like me talking like that sometimes. So sorry if I've been in anybody. But you're free now. You can but say I'm that. But I'm free. And, yeah. and, you know, and what was so liberating was when I went to cut my hair. You know, that was liberating.
2: Mm-hmm. I can
0: cut my hair. And it's not about that. It's I can wear pants. I'm not trying to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those things. Don't be bound by the religion. Be free in Jesus because yes. he who sets free is free indeed.
1: Hallelujah. Okay, well. Uh, tell me what the gospel is then, because the I, I want to hear it Jesus. from you. Yeah,
0: it is Jesus. The gospel is, is the truth, the great I am. He's the gospel, and I feel if we just seek His face, we have the gospel. Okay. Okay, we have. We will walk in that gospel. We will. We will walk. You know, in what He wants us to walk, and we'll be where He wants us to be if we're seeking Him. Yeah and um
1: i'm not a christian i i actually don't know anything about christianity <laughs> so share with me about this jesus person like cuz all that sounds uh, kind of strange it sounds yeah, like you're you know worshiping some man or whatever so i'm not a christian can you share with me oh, the gospel
0: gosh. the gospel is wow Well, let me just tell you about my life, which I just did. Okay. That's the gospel. That's Jesus. Yeah. Because without him, I would be dead. Mm. Without him, I would still be living in bondage. I'd still be living in fear. I would still be living in disappointment So there's some kind of supernatural... It's a supernatural. It's called... It's Holy Spirit. Yeah. Who is God.
1: (laughs) That's right. And
0: Jesus. All wrapped up in one. Um, But... um, it's just an experience that you've got to experience for yourself, and, and I'd love to help you do that. And
1: if you seek him, if you seek if him, you
0: seek him, he will find you.
1: Yes, if you seek, seek me, him, you will find, me, find me, me. When you seek me with all with of your, your heart,
0: heart, yes. And you have to be willing. You know, you have to be willing to, to, surrender. to do that. To yeah. surrender to him, and to repent of your sins. We're all, you know, we were all born into sin. We were born into Adam. Yeah, there's a whole lot can explain it to you in five minutes. Yeah, but I'd love well, to sit down with you. No. <laughs> I
1: know. Let's let's have a whole gospel. We need to do that. Yeah, we've not done this on the podcast yet, yeah. but let's just say this: that it doesn't matter how much sinning you've done, or yes. it doesn't matter if you've rejected the church, or if you've been divorced. I've or done it all. It doesn't matter if you've had an abortion. Doesn't matter if you were homosexual. Right. It doesn't matter. It um, doesn't matter what you what you have done.
0: What you've done or what you're doing. Yeah. Right there, now, it doesn't matter.
1: If You're still breathing. Um, the, there's, there's still no grace. There's
0: no sliding scale for sin. You yeah. You it, it's, yeah. He, he
1: wants to save them. He wants he, to save every person. If
0: he will save me when I purposely spit in his face more than once, when I said, God, forgive me for what I'm about to do or whatever, you know, but I'll serve you someday. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful he held me to it because I can't imagine my life. I I say it all the time. I cannot imagine my life or this life without him. And, and you know, and he takes things away. I didn't have to really lay down a whole lot because if you give it, if you give him this, Mm -hmm. he takes it away.
1: Yeah. You yeah. don't even have to know how he's gonna do it. You just no, you seek just, him first. Yes, yeah, yeah. seek him
0: first. He will take away the desires mm. and, and the things that you think you need or the things you think you can't give up. You know, he he will eventually like I said, we're I am a work in progress. Like I said, I don't think that like I said, I'm a slow learner, you know. I, I learned the hard way. I've learned that's how I learned everything in my life. Yeah. It seems so He's, he's patient, He's kind, He's loving. You know, if you're feeling beat up and condemned, you know, and condemned, oh, yeah. that's a lie. That's the enemy. That's right. the enemy.
1: Yeah. He's got a love and He never runs out. It's everlasting.
0: Yeah. Everlasting, and the Word tells just that, yes.
1: So let me just say, you know, for whoever's listening that, again, if you feel far from God, go to Him. Mm-hmm. He will always receive you. The Bible verse that I was thinking about whenever you're talking about your dream, Justina, is about how he will hide you under the shadow of his wings. Mm-hmm. And there's other verses that says, and you will soar on those yes. the wings of the eagle. Yes. And uh, it sounds like that's where you're, where you're going as you feel yes. protected, you feel comforted. The Lord has put you in a great relationship physically with Chris. You got your sister with you. You got a lot of good people around you. You can feel at peace now and at home now, mm-hmm. um, but you're also living a life of freedom. Right where you feel like, okay, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. like I don't have to fear nobody anymore. I'm, I'm here right. to speak the truth. I love Jesus, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I got lots more to give and love, right? Mm-hmm. And Amen. I remember asking you to get on the stage in front of hundreds of people or whatever, and, hey, would you speak in front of all? You know, they say that public speaking is like the greatest fear. Uh-huh. They say it's like worse than death now. Um, mm-hmm. People are more fearful of public speaking, and you're like... That'd be my husband. Yeah, yeah, right? And you're like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, and you got up and you made it happen, like mm-hmm. like it was nothing.
0: Again, it's not me, you know. And, and and I've again after all that happened, like especially with Cody, you know, um, my nephew. Um, speak it, you know. Kathy told me at the cemetery, she's because our family's kind of weird about religion, you know, and praying in public and all that. And I mean, at her lowest point in life, she's like. Tina, she calls me Tina, she's like, pray, do your thing, because at this time, she wasn't really coming to church, Mm -hmm. she's like, do your thing, you know, and I just started speaking boldly then, you know, and I mean, and and praying boldly, and since then, we, we don't hide our faith, we talk about our faith, I mean, we don't cram it down our family, you know, but I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus, and, you know, praise the Lord, just because I'm not comfortable with that, yeah,
1: yeah. You like know, I'm say sorry you don't,
0: if you're not, if I offend you because of Jesus.
1: So you are now.
0: I, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm not going to change that.
1: Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you don't mind, we just talk about praying publicly. Could <laughs> you actually close us in prayer? Sure. And, I mean, you're another, I want to have Kathy on as well at some point. Um, but you are another one that I just, we want to have you guys back on. You know, I, I just like, I like, Talking about the Lord and hearing stories and just rejoicing in Him, and I just think it's fun to be able to sit here with people like yourself and just be real about God. We're just real, just about the Lord. plain
0: old people. There's nothing special about yeah. us at all. I mean, and, we're, but you're we're, fulfilled. Yes. Are you
1: rich, by the way? Or do you have a lot of I money? Am, no, not okay. physical money. Do so you got a mansion? Yeah, no, yeah. I do in heaven. No mansion, no, no nothing, right? Nothing. Okay, but you got everything that you could ever want.
0: I have everything that I yes. need in, in Jesus. Fulfillment.
1: Yes. You are fulfilled, and I can yes. see it. And I, you live it, and praise the Lord for yes. what he's doing and continues to do in your life. Yeah. Mm. Praise the Lord. All right. God. Let's pray.
0: Oh, Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We're so thankful, God. We're so thankful for for you. We're thankful to know you. We're thankful to be your children. We're thankful for people who are after your heart, like Jeremiah and Amanda, God. We're just so thankful that he and they, and Amanda just have a heart, God. They have your heart, Lord, and they want everyone to know you. And I'm just so thankful that you crossed our paths, God. And I just want to give you all the glory and all the honor, God, that you're so good. I mean, I could just, pray and pray and pray at how good you are Mm. God and I'm just so thankful and I pray that anyone that hears this God will be touched by you in a mighty way God and for those that maybe don't trust or don't know the truth yet God that their spiritual eyes and ears and their heart God will be open I pray that you do for them God what you've done for me I pray they will allow you to God because you Mm -hmm. will do it But I pray they will allow you, God, to shine into their soul, God, to open up that heart of hardness, God, the the soul that is hurt and, and dark, where there's hurts bound up in there, God. I pray that they will allow you to shine your face inside of their soul and heart, God, that they could be cleansed, Lord, and they could be delivered, God, from all that keeps them held in bondage, God. Oh, Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, and we just want to keep spreading the gospel, which is the truth, which is you. In Jesus' name we pray,
1: amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode that we had with Justina. I hope it blessed you, and I hope that through this we all can learn that we're never stuck. We're never in a place that we can't get out of. The Lord does watch us and He's just calling us to surrender our heart to Him. It says in Psalm 32 8, that I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go and I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. See, the Lord will speak to you, He will guide you, He will counsel you and He will teach you the path you should go. But the problem is, is that most of us, because of the sin nature in our heart, we want to do it on our own. We have a hard time believing in something we can't see, especially a person like God. So. Anyway, I hope that this encourages you to just seek Him first in your life because He wants to bless you. He wants to fill you with His presence and fill you with His love because He loves you more than anyone on this planet. So thank you for listening to the Truth Be Told podcast. If you uh, enjoyed this, please help us like, share it with anywhere you can so we can get it out to a wider audience. God bless.